Hey everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to go ahead and subscribe to our Journey YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more for you all right there. Now, I hope this episode helps you take your next step in following Jesus. Today, I want to start by asking you a question, uh, but it's a bit of a rhetorical question because I already know your answer to the question is yes. You say, how do you know? Well, I just know, and I'll explain to you why I know it's yes. You're not going to possibly remember why the answer to this question is yes, but I'll jog your memory, okay? Everybody good and confused now? All right, here we go. Here's the question. Have you ever lied? That's not the question. You already know the answer to that, right? Have you ever lied in an attempt to assure someone that you could be trusted? Ever lied in an attempt to assure someone that you could be trusted? You say, no, I've never done that. That's silly. Yes, you have. And I'm going to explain how. For those of you who are teenagers in the room, this is going to be fresh. You have done this recently. For the rest of you, I want you to think back to when you're teenagers. For some of you, I may need to pause because it's a long trip. Anyway, get back. Get back. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you decide who I'm talking to. So think back to when you're a teenager, okay? You remember when you first got your driver's license? Maybe this didn't exactly happen to you, but this is, this is a good example. You remember when you first got your driver's license and your mama looked at you and said, hey, we're going to let you drive to school, but here's the rule. You drive to school and you drive back. You can't go anywhere else. You drive to school, you drive back. Do you get it? And you said, absolutely, I get it. I drive to school and I drive back. And that worked fine until one day you and your buddies were there talking and you had a little extra time before school got out. And you could, you know, this is, I don't know if they still let you do this. Used to, they'd let you leave for a little while, which was awesome. So you had a little bit of extra time and everybody started talking. It was like, you know what would be amazing? We should go to Dairy Queen. And you're like, yeah, we should go to Dairy Queen. And then everybody, you know, y'all, y'all looked around your little circle and they were like, you're the only one with a car. You're like, oh, yeah. So then there was all this pressure on you to drive them to Dairy Queen. You remember this? And you're thinking, oh, no, no, no. but yeah, it's ice cream. They'll never, you know. So you drove them to Dairy Queen. Then you hustled back as quick as you could before anybody really found out, you know. And, and then off you went home. And nothing happened for about three days. But what you forgot was it's a small town. Yes, we've all experienced this, haven't we? It's a small town. And so after about three days, your mama walked in one day, and she asked you a question. And she wasn't specific because she was laying a trap. And you didn't realize she was laying a trap, but she said, hey, have you driven anywhere besides to school and back? And in that moment, you know what you had to do? You had to make a decision between, am I going to tell the truth or am I going to try to keep my mama's trust? Because you couldn't do both. You couldn't do both. And you know what you did. You said, nope, mom, hadn't been anywhere. Well, you, t- you know, hadn't been anywhere. You know, and she knew the whole time. You're like, don't go check the odometer. Hadn't been anywhere, but school and back. You chose You chose to lie to someone in an attempt to keep trust with someone. And you're thinking, well, that's just ridiculous. But we have all done it. Here's another way to ask this question. Have you ever compromised your integrity to protect your reputation as someone who has integrity? In other words, have you ever found yourself in a situation where you bent the truth a little bit, didn't tell everything, you know, you told just a little white lie, you covered something up, you know, I'm just not going to tell the whole story. Or maybe you just flat out went all, you know, all in, you know, I'm, I'm lying about this whole deal. And the whole reason you did it is because if you told the truth, it was going to hurt your reputation as someone who tells the truth. And so you just decided, you know what, I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that. All of us have done this at different points. If we were honest, all of us could tell stories about this. And the reason we do it is because there is an intense pressure in all of us as human beings, an intense pressure that we feel to avoid shame because none of us like to feel shame or to avoid guilt 
because none of us like to feel guilty or most of all to avoid embarrassment because good grief none of us want to feel embarrassed and to have to own up and tell the truth about the fact we didn't tell the truth to own up and admit we compromised our integrity well that's just embarrassing and so oftentimes and this is really odd okay I'll admit this is odd but this is true for all of us oftentimes we would rather be bad than look bad We'd rather be bad than look bad. In other words, we'd rather do the wrong thing and lie versus do the right thing, be honest, and then look bad because we were having to admit something we shouldn't have done from before. Today, we're in, if you weren't here last week, we're in week two of this series called The Perfect Guide for Life, How Integrity Brings Clarity and Courage. And we're going to talk in just a minute about why integrity is the perfect guide for life. But before we get there, just to remind you of what we talked about last week, integrity is a bit of a tricky thing. And the reason it's so tricky is because I have a tendency to excuse away my lack of integrity time and time and time again. In other words, if I compromise my integrity and you catch me or you point it out, I have a reason for it. I'm always going to be able to say, well, that's not normally like me. Well, in this situation, well, you don't understand normally, but in my case, you know, I'm always going to have a reason to justify my lack of integrity. I will excuse it away. I will not look at myself as a person who lacks integrity. I'll just be like, that was a one-time deal. But I expect impeccable integrity out of all of you. And you inspect, expect impeccable integrity out of me. I mean, think about it. We expect integrity out of our preachers and our teachers and our law enforcement, and we expect integrity out of our politicians, and we expect integrity out of our neighbors, and we expect it out of our family members, and on and on and on. We expect impeccable integrity out of the people around us. And if you have a breach of integrity, I'm not letting you explain it away as justified or rationalized as, oh, that was just a one time in these circumstances. No, no, no. I don't like that at all, especially when your lack of integrity impacts me. Now, uh, a lot of us are a little bit hypocritical here because if it doesn't impact me, then it's like, oh, well, you get to decide for yourself what's right and wrong. But the minute what you think is right wrongs me, I'm all out then. The minute what, when you think and you say that's right for me and I go, no, 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 because you're right just wronged me, all of a sudden, we talked about this last week, all of a sudden I start appealing to and ought to a standard of right and wrong. I start appealing to something outside of us. I start acting like there's a universal standard of right and wrong and everybody ought to know that's wrong. And I try to hold you accountable to a standard that's outside of you and me. And we talked, got into all that last week, so I won't get back into that again today. But the point is, we have a tendency to expect a lot more out of other people than we expect out of ourselves. And yet, and yet, there is something about integrity, and you know this, that when you compromise it, when there's a breach of it, it does not just impact you, does it? It impacts all the people around you, which means the people around you have a right to expect integrity from you, and they have a right to be concerned when you compromise your integrity. The people closest to you tend to pay the highest price for when you violate your integrity. So today, here's what I want to do. I want to, first of all, give you a definition of integrity, but I'm not going to give it to you till the end, okay? But I'm going to give you a definition of integrity, but more to the point, I want to talk about how to get integrity, how to keep integrity, and how to get it back if you've lost it. To which you might go, well, that's obvious, but it's not so obvious. Now, I'll tell you what's obvious. Most other areas of life, if we're trying to improve them, 
it's obvious what to do. If it's your health, if it's your diet, if it's your looks, if it's your you know, skills at work, whatever, you know where to go and what to do to get better at those. But when it comes to improving your integrity, well, we don't always know exactly where to turn. So what I want to do is I want to show you a very simple principle today that's found in Proverbs. King Solomon wrote it. All I'm going to do is show you one verse. This principle, I could have gone to a lot of different places in Scripture and pointed out, but I just want to show you this one verse, and it's not because I didn't have time to study, and that's all I could get, okay? It's because, it's because I actually want you to memorize this one verse. I, I know, some of you haven't memorized anything in forever. I get that. I want to encourage you to memorize this. And we're going to come back to this verse over and over for the next couple of weeks to make it easy. But I ran a little test about uh, two, three weeks ago. I knew this was coming up. And I thought, hmm, I wonder how easy it's going to be to memorize this. So I took this verse and I wrote it on a sticky note. And I went into my kid's bathroom and I put it on the mirror. And I didn't say a word to him about it. And about four days later, we're in the car. I'm, this is not a preacher story. This is like a real deal, okay? Where you're like, are they not all real? Mine are all real. Anyway, so I'm not going down that road. So anyway, we, you know, four days later, we're in the car, and my daughter, who's 11, says, hey, Dad, I saw that verse that you put up on our mirror. And I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, I've been trying to memorize it. Let me see if I can say it to you. And she said it to me. So if you tell me I can't remember this verse, I'm going to tell you you're dumber than an 11-year-old. That's what I'm going to tell you. No, I wouldn't do that. This this is really easy to remember, okay? It's simple to remember. And the reason I want you to remember it is because this verse will actually bring extraordinary clarity to you whenever you're faced with a decision. So I'm going to show you the first half of the verse first. Here's what Solomon wrote. He said, the integrity of the upright will guide them. Now, this is Solomon's way of saying Whenever we have decisions to make, we always need a North Star. We actually always choose a North Star. And Solomon's point is, you should choose integrity as your North Star when you're making decisions. That there is no better decision-making filter than integrity to get you where you want to go in life. And the reason it's so good is because integrity has a way of spotlighting the best option for you to take and highlighting all the off-base options. Now, you do realize this, right? Anytime you have a decision of any magnitude to make, there's always more than one option or you wouldn't have a decision. And not all options are equal. Not all options are healthy. Not all options are equally good. And the way you can know that is because typically the off-base options carry strong emotional appeal, which is a fancy way of saying the off-base options are usually the ones that you want to do the most. That's what that means. You say, well, that's terrible. I know. But off-base options carry an emotional appeal for right now. Oh, if I do it right now, it'd be fun. Oh, if I do it right now, it would help. So we tend to, be, to gravitate towards the things that are going to benefit us now. But what integrity does is it helps us think about in the long term what the best option is going to be. Solomon's point is you make integrity the thing that carries the most weight as you're making a decision, and it will guide you to where you want to be in life. So before we go on, this brings up a question that I think is important to get you to think about, okay? The question is simply, what guides you? What guides you? Now, we don't use this terminology and most of us are too busy in life to actually pause and think about this, which is why sitting here today is so helpful. Because you should pause and figure out what actually guides your life. And I'm going to give you a cheat sheet to help you, okay? The cheat code is this. 
Whenever you're faced with a decision and there are multiple options, in the end, what is the thing that carries the most weight that forms or shapes or makes the decision for you? Now, we're in church, so everybody's like, oh, it should be integrity, right? I know, I know, but it's not always integrity for us. It could be your reputation. I just, in the end, you always make the decision that you think is going to protect your reputation because you see all the options and you see the good and bad and you know the right and wrong, but man, protecting your reputation is so important to you that that always tends to win. It carries the most weight. For some of you, it may be avoiding conflict. For some of you, it may be whatever is going to make you the most money or save you the most money or whatever is going to provide you the most financial security. In the end, that carries so much weight, that's a direction you always go. For some of you, it may be what, other, what somebody else is going to say about you. Like that person carries so much weight that oftentimes what they think or what you think they're going to think about you determines what you do. There are so many different options here. But you should pay attention. You should know what guides your life. Now, I said, we're in church, and all of us think, you know, we should say integrity. But before you say, well, integrity guides my life. Well, here's the way you know whether it actually does or not. We don't know if integrity guides us until maintaining integrity costs us. All right, so until doing the right thing, maintaining your integrity, until that costs you, then talking about integrity for you or for me, well, it's just words. You don't actually know if integrity is going to guide you until you're in a situation where you choose integrity even though it's going to cost you. Which is why, by the way, quick aside, which is why when you see somebody else violate their integrity, and you're, I'm just like you, you know that uh, monologue that goes on in our head where we're going, what were they thinking? I would never, you know, you ever had one of those? I would never, I would never. Maybe you tell your friend or your spouse or whoever, oh, I would never. Okay. You should be really slow about saying I would never. Because unless you've actually been in their shoes, well, you haven't proven to yourself or anybody else, you don't know for certain what they would do or what you would do until you're in their shoes. You don't know until you've made a decision to do what's right, even though it costs you something. Now, what I love about this verse is Solomon paints this uh, really interesting word picture here that I think is helpful, and so I want to point it out. The first half, he says, the integrity of the upright will guide them. So he's painting this picture. Do you remember when you were a kid um, and your mom would say, stand up straight? Oh, I was the only one. Okay, well, that's awkward. But anyway, you know, or she would say, sit up straight, you know, shoulders back, whatever, whatever. So this is a word picture that Solomon is painting here. He's saying, all right, the integrity of people who stand up straight, their integrity always guides them. Now, why would he say that? Because when you're standing up straight, you get to look at the long view. When you're standing up straight, you're looking way out ahead. When you're standing up straight, you're thinking in terms of years and not days. You're not thinking about what do I want tomorrow. You're thinking what story do I want to tell years from now about the decision I'm about to make. So this is Solomon's point, the integrity of the upright, people who stand up straight, they're people who are thinking about the long view, they're people who are thinking about where is this decision going to take me in a few years. The integrity of those kinds of people always guides them. It's a perfect guide for life. But the other half of this statement or this verse is also true. He says, but the crookedness, now 
crooked people, it's this picture of being bent over, all right? So he's just going, people with integrity stand up straight and they're looking at the full view at the big picture and they're thinking down the road. People who are crooked, they're bent over. They're just looking at what's right in front of them. They don't have any perspective. They're not thinking about a year from now, two years from now, five years from now. They're just thinking about this is what I want now because my emotions are telling me I want it, you know? And emotions have a way of clouding judgment, which means when you're looking, you know, just at what do I want right now, you don't ever pay attention to anything else. You don't even think about it. So he says the crookedness of the treacherous, you know what treacherous is. I don't even need to tell you. You've all dealt with treacherous people. Treacherous people are the people that you're like, they will trick me. They will deceive me. They will get me. I've got to watch my back. Those are treacherous people. I got to pay attention because if I'm not careful, they're going to end up hurting me in some way or they're going to take advantage of me. We've all dealt with people like that. He says the crookedness of the treacherous will destroy them. Not immediately, but ultimately. And the reason it's not immediately is because we never face the consequences of our choices immediately, do we? That's very rare for that to happen. When do consequences come? Way down the road. Way down the road. But Solomon knew you can't outrun consequences. Eventually, the consequences of the choices you make, they catch up to you. You can't dodge them. You can't avoid them. They're going to be there. They're going to be there. Which is why Solomon's like, if you're always been over just looking at what you want to do right now, this is what my emotions are saying. This is what I feel. This is what I want. It's what I want. It's what I want. He says, if you're not thinking about the big picture, you're going to continue to make decisions today that are going to make you happy today. But they're going to hurt you down the road. And you know the worst part? The worst part is sometimes consequences come so far down the road that we're not even smart enough to connect the dots and realize that they're connected to the decision I made back here. Which means I turn around and make the same decision again. We've all done this, right? It's like, well, I made that decision and nothing seemed to happen. I got away with it. So I'm not going to be totally honest the next time. And then I'm going to try to take a shortcut the next time. And I'm, I'm going to, you know, cheat them out of a little money this time or whatever it is. You know, I'm going to tell a little lie here. It's... Because the consequences are rarely immediate. And so you end up stacking a series of decisions together that make you happy in the moment. In the long run, there is a wave of consequences that wash over you. So, my question to you, I think Solomon's question to all of us would be, which person are you? Which person are you? Are you the kind of person who stands up straight, who thinks about the long view, and who makes a wise decision, or you're the kind of person who's just crooked, a little bent over. You're just focused on right now, and you'll do whatever you have to do right now to get what you want and do what you think is best for you in the moment. Now, again, all of us want to be able to answer, I'm the person with integrity. But let me define for you in really simple terms what integrity is, okay? Integrity is doing what you ought to even when it costs you. That's what integrity is in a nutshell. It's doing what you ought to even when it costs you. So if you're like, I, I feel like I'm a person of integrity, well, there's actually a way to know. Here's, here's the way to know. Ask yourself, when is the last time I did the right thing even though I knew doing the right thing was going to cost me? Okay? That's all you got to ask yourself. When's the last time I did the right thing 
And I could have done this thing and it would have cost me less, but I went ahead and did the right thing, even though nobody might have known. I went ahead and did the right thing, even though I knew it was going to cost me more. When is the last time you did the right thing, knowing the right thing was going to cost you more financially than the other option you had? Which you could have justified and you could have rationalized and everybody does it, you know, it's just how it works in our industry or how it works, you know. When's the last time you did the right thing, knowing the right thing was going to cost you more financially? When's the last time you did the right thing and you chose to own up for what you had done, the way you had messed up? You chose to own up on your own. And then you went and tried to clean it up. Not once somebody caught you. I mean, we've all been there, right? Once you're caught, then you're doing what you can to get out of the certain consequences. No, no, no. I'm saying nobody had found out yet. Nobody had found out. When's the last time you just owned up to something you knew you had done that was not right? And you did your best to clean it up before anybody else had even known you'd done anything wrong? When's the last time that you chose to do the right thing, even though everybody else around you was actually encouraging you to do the wrong thing? But you did the right thing knowing it was going to cost you something. Maybe knowing it was going to cost you everything. Now, the reason I bring that up is because if you can't think of anything, then you should hit pause. I'm not saying you don't have integrity. I'm saying you should hit pause and at least examine a little more carefully if you are a person of integrity. Because integrity requires at times doing what you ought to even though you know it's going to cost you. It's not taking the shortcut. It's not taking the easy route. When's the last time? When's the last time you did what you knew you ought to, the right thing, even though it cost you some achievement or making progress as fast as you want to make it? I mean, we face these situations. We face them all the time. This is how you know whether you have integrity. And you know why it matters? You know why Solomon would look at us and say that matters? Because God's selection determines life direction. Now, again, we don't use this terminology, but you choose a guide to help you make decisions. We all have one. I don't know what's guiding your life. It is that thing that carries the most weight whenever you have to make a decision. And your selection of what's going to carry the most weight, your selection of what's going to be the determining factor of I'm going to take this road or this road, that guide selection will determine your life direction. Because it is not your intentions that determine where you end up in life. You do know that, right? right? We all have great intentions. It's your decisions that determine where you end up in life. It's those moments where you're at a fork in the road, and this is the easier way. But this causes you to compromise your integrity just a little bit. These choices determine where you end up. So here's what I want to encourage you to do this week. It's pretty simple. I want you to pay attention to when you find yourself at these moments, and you're going to have some this week. They may be small, they may be big. When you find yourself at these moments, I just want you to pay attention and figure out for yourself what carries the most weight that tends to shape or form my decisions. When you find yourself in that moment where you, know, you just don't want to be entirely honest about where you are, you don't want to be entirely honest about what you're doing. Oh, boss, I'm working. I'm working real hard right now, you know. Like, yeah, not actually, but I'll get back to it, you know. When you, when you find yourself in those situations where, boy, this is a shortcut and it's not really going to hurt anybody. and it's gonna, 
It may be a small thing. I don't want to tell them the truth because I'm afraid it's going to create conflict. I just can't stand tension in the relationship. Whatever it is, you will find yourself at these forks in the road this week. And as you're figuring out what decision to make, I just want you to pause and have enough self-awareness to go, what is actually carrying the most weight here that's causing me to go in one direction or another? If it's integrity, maintaining it, living with it, congratulations. But if you're like many of us and it's not, then you've got a little bit of reflection to do. And maybe, maybe you would decide that whatever carries the most weight for you, that thing is not guiding you in the direction you actually want your life to go. Maybe you decide you need to change. According to King Solomon, integrity is the perfect guide for life. Doing what you ought to, even when it costs you, in the long run, is always best for you. And for those of us who follow Jesus, this is one of the things we should be known for. Because this is what our Savior and our leader modeled and did for us. He did what he ought to, even when it cost him. He had the will and the courage to do the right thing, even though ultimately it cost him everything. You and I, we have to decide if we're willing, because it's a choice, if we're willing to have the will and the courage to do what we ought to, even when it costs me, even when it costs you. Let me pray for us. Father, it's easy to talk about, and it is really hard to do, and we'd be the first to acknowledge that. Because in the moment, there's so much emotion. In the moment, there's so many other things pulling at us. In the moment, if we're honest, there are a lot of things we sometimes realize we value more than maintaining our integrity. So this week, would you give us the wisdom as we find ourselves in these situations, just the wisdom to see and to recognize what actually carries the most weight. Not what we say carries it, but what actually carries the most weight. And then would you give us the courage to choose integrity, to choose to do the right thing, to choose to do what we ought to, even when it costs us. Thank you for modeling exactly what that looks like, and thank you for promising to give us the power and the ability, the wisdom and the courage to do it ourselves. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. For more information on our church or to find our app or our YouTube channel, just visit journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Thanks for listening.